What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Breaking the Construct. It's Allie. Again. <laughs> you know, I I should really find a better way to open up these podcasts because I feel like I literally sound like a robot stuck on loop right now because I say the same thing every time. But anyways, first off, um... Sorry this is being uploaded on a Monday. I've literally just been caught up with stuff and procrastinated a little bit. So please forgive me for that. But this week's topic is kind of interesting because I I had to wait long enough to to talk about this to the point where I like I wouldn't randomly burst out crying in the middle of recording this, you know, and, and actually have some time to, to, to process my feelings about it and, and grow as a person, but like also make it fresh enough on my mind that I, I could still communicate my emotions and, and really have some genuine advice to give about it. And that's always the hard part too, where like, you don't know if you're really ready to talk about something or not, but it's an experience that that's really impacted you and, and you feel like your story deserves to be told, you know? But the cool thing about um, having these experiences is that you're the only person that really gets to to decide when people hear about it and and how you tell that story. So basically what I wanted to talk about this week is dealing with love, loss and and heartbreak. And this is something I've really been struggling with in my life recently and the last 5 months or so have been some of the hardest and and most painful months I've experienced. And, and I've been through a lot of shit. So that, that kind of says something about my headspace during this time. And, and, and yeah, so some of you may know, but if you don't, um, this last April, um, my boyfriend slash sort of fiance, um, broke up with me suddenly and we were living together for uh about eight months or so and and I thought everything was going really well you know like we were inseparable and I I was so close with his family and he he was literally my entire world and I was so madly in love with this boy and and like don't get me wrong you know like we did have the cash, the, like the occasional argument or, or whatever, but that's just natural in relationships. But other than that, I mean, there were no real warning signs in my head about our relationship. You know, like I was a hundred percent certain I was going to marry this man. Uh, the only thing I noticed was 
just, you know, him being more private or, or not wanting to be around me as much or, or be intimate. And I thought, you know, like he, he could be going through something or, or just feeling, just be feeling off. Like I just pushed it out of my mind and, and pretended like nothing was going on, you know, but then out of nowhere, he ended the relationship and, and just like kicked me out of his house. And I, I talked about this a little bit in my last episode, but yeah, I, I was basically on my own with a bunch of my shit and I, I went batshit crazy, (laughs) you know, like I, I thought I had lost everything. Like I, I had pushed my family away and I felt like I, I couldn't go to them anymore. And I had just lost the man of my dreams and his family. I was so incredibly close to, I, I didn't have any friends to lean on and I was (laughs) just not doing well mentally to, to say the least here. Um, like for me, I literally didn't eat or drink and I just laid in bed for a solid two months. And, and like, I don't know. Yeah. It, it just felt like the entire world had just collapsed around me and, and I was dying. (laughs) And, you know, we, we went engagement ring shopping and we're seriously talking about marriage. And, and then one night he just disappeared from my life. And it was so difficult because, you know, I, I had gone through everything with this boy. Like we went through hell and back together. You know, he, he was there with me through, throughout all of my psych wards days and I don't know, hospitalizations, all the shit that comes with it, like therapy and, and, and medications and trying new things and my eating disorder, um, my long list of health issues, self-harm, literally, literally everything. And, um, during that time he lost several jobs and I lost a job and we were just like going in and out of like all these shitty things. And, I, I don't know. And, and going back now, I, I realize how hard that must have been for him and, and would be for like any normal human being, you know, like to have to like literally fight to keep the person you love most alive. Like, I, I don't even know, but the thing is, it made us so incredibly close to one another. Like he was my best friend and, and the love of my life. And after, after the the relationship ended, I, I went through this period of time and honestly, honestly, I'm still fighting with these feelings to this day, but it was a time where I felt like everything was my fault. You know, like I fucked this up. I I don't know. I I'm too ugly. I I've gained too much weight. 
uh, I'm fucking crazy. I shared too much of my life with him. I, I shouldn't have included him in my mental health, even though that was literally impossible to do at the time. But yeah, literally anything I could think of to completely tear myself down, even more than I already was. Because, you know, I I didn't get a reason for the breakup right away. And I, I still don't really know what exactly happened or, or what was going through his mind. Because when he broke up with me, he just didn't know what to say. You know, he just like sat there and was like quiet and crying. Like he didn't, he didn't know what to say. He didn't know why he was feeling the way he was. He just didn't know. And he just acted, acted impulsively basically and just did what he felt like he needed to do. But yeah, I... I didn't get that, that closure I really needed. So I just, I just filled my brain with like a million and one reasons why and, and how I messed up, you know, but I think a lot of the time people don't really give themselves enough time to, to focus on, on self-reflection and, and processing certain experiences. And if you aren't in a good headspace with a clear mind about it, it can be really hard to to have conversations about it and and stuff like that because, you know, you're obviously really emotional about it and it's changed you as a person and and sometimes it can put you in this state of mind where you just you just don't have the capacity to to really understand the situation from a normal point of view. Like, I think we romanticize relationships way too much for our own good. And when you experience loss, especially if it's someone you genuinely loved and cared for, I think it's so easy to just focus on all that was right and and all the happy moments and and wanting to relive all the memories in your head instead of really analyzing what went wrong and and how unhappy you really were in the relationship at times or I don't know like I just I feel like I wasn't as happy as I genuinely thought I was and I don't know you just feel like you're happy but then you just realize that you're not. And in a lot of cases, you weren't happy majority of the time. But we get so caught up in, in the hormones and the fairy tale type of love we desire that we just ignore all the red flags. Like, I don't know, we, we would just argue over the dumbest shit. I, I would get upset about little things but in reality you know you can't you can't really put a rating on certain arguments or disagreements you know like what's little to to one person might be you know something really important to someone else and in this case me and like we fought about money and and work and phones 
video games, sex, literally everything you could think of, there was something wrong. And I don't know. But in my head, I I thought that that this was completely normal, you know? Like no relationship is perfect and and I was really trying to communicate my feelings and be open with him and stuff like that, but what it really came down to was that I was so much more committed and immature within the relationship and I don't think he was in the best place to be in a relationship at that time, you know, and, and maybe I wasn't ready either. You know, we, we were each other's first real relationship, you know, like we didn't even know what the fuck we were doing. Like when I met him, he hadn't even kissed a girl yet. Like everything we came to be, we built from the ground up and, and like we were dealing with a lot of adult things, you know, and, and growing up really fast. And he just wasn't ready for that. And I and I think when you're in a really serious adult relationship like that, especially when you live together and and you're with each other twenty four seven, you naturally just lose a lot of your, your private time and and it's harder to be like a typical teenager or a young adult, you know, like you know, he he wanted a lot more time with with his friends and, and time to do all the stuff he did before the relationship, like streaming on Twitch for multiple hours a day and then playing video games. And it felt like, you know, he had a full time job, too, and he would go to work for 10 hours a day or whatever. And, and he'd just come home to me and literally ignore me the whole time. And and that was hard because, you know, I. I wanted that quality time I wasn't getting and he felt like because we lived together I I shouldn't need that and and need constant attention I guess but I don't know maybe maybe I was in the wrong but that's when things really started to go downhill especially after I I quit my job and I was at home all the time like all day by myself And all I wanted to do when he got home was be with him and and be close to him and love on him. And he just wanted to relax and and de-stress from work and just be left alone, which, you know, was really hard for me. But I'd, I'd let him have that time. But it got really exhausting after a while because I would get upset. And then he would get mad because I was upset. And I don't know. It just it just wasn't a healthy relationship at that point. And he he felt like I wasn't improving mentally. Or at least that's what his dad told me. Um, and that he he was tired of having to be my everything, as he put it. And I get that. But... I don't know. I I still have mixed feelings about that because obviously everyone needs time for for self-care and alone time and and time to hang with friends and do what they love, but it became a habit where he just wanted to do those things way more 
then he wanted to spend time with with the girl he claimed he wanted to marry you know and I think that's what it comes down to is like if someone really loves you and wants to be with you and spend time with you they fucking will and he didn't and and then COVID hit and we were literally trapped at home together all day long for weeks and I think it just got to be too much for the both of us really but I didn't know it at the time but yeah and and like I've been hurt by so like I've been hurt so many times by guys in my life that I naturally just have a lot of trust issues and and insecurities and he was the kind of person to like be a savior I guess and and that's exactly how his aunt described him once we broke up and I was having a conversation with her like he's always been like that and I feel like that's why he came into my life when I was in such a dark place like I had literally gotten out of a psych ward I don't even know a few days maybe a week before I started like seeing him and I don't know I just like he would tell me how he was never going to leave my side and literally brainwashed me into thinking he was always going to be there for me and and lied to me about how much he loved me and and that's the hardest part for me is just being blindsided by the person you're absolutely infatuated with you know like it sucks I I was manipulated so much to the point I literally lost touch with reality like someone that you'd never expect to hurt you just rips your heart out of your body and it's it's almost like this extreme panic moment where you like literally don't even know what to do like I I said this before but like I sat in the middle of the road waiting for a car to run over me like I got I had gone insane I literally didn't want to be alive anymore I was so completely over it like for someone to like slide a ring onto your finger look you in the eyes crying and telling you how much they love and cherish you and how and how how they dedicate themselves to you and vow to be with you forever go through everything together build a family and and then just wake up one morning like nothing happened and then throw it all out like it meant absolutely nothing to you that that is so incredibly fucked up to no end and and that's when you have to realize you need this person out of your life for good so yeah and you know I so you know I moved back in with I moved back in with my family and and had to repair all of those relationships with them and rework my whole way of life because it it literally didn't feel like home to me anymore. It it was foreign and and weird and I felt so out of place for so long and I convinced them to to not take me into a hospital because that that was their plan when they picked me up from his house like they were just going to take me put me there so I wouldn't hurt myself but I needed to be around people that loved me and I 
I did not need to be in that place. So they let me stay and I basically just stayed at home, literally rotting in my own bed. And I, I tried to reach out to him about, I want to say a month after the breakup because we had absolutely no communication with each other. And I literally sat in bed watching hundreds of YouTube videos on how to get your ex back. Like I was literally obsessed and like, and, and we started talking again, sort of. And I saw him like twice, like once on his birthday and I made him cupcakes and, and another time to like exchange belongings or whatever. And everything just started to fade all over again. And a few days ago, um, he blocked me on everything again after he said he wanted to be friends and said all these things like he still had feelings for me and wanted to work on it and then I don't know and that's that's what really started me thinking about all of this because I finally got to a point where I was like you know I I'm done feeling like this I'm I'm tired of continually continually wow Allie continually putting myself in a place to get hurt over and over and I was just over it you know I I genuinely think he is out of my life permanently at this point and that's why I feel like it's a good time to talk about this but one thing I really want to say is that during this time, I was doing a lot of intensive therapy to to keep myself semi-sane or, or alive at the very least, you know. But what my psychiatrist and, and therapist made very clear to me is that love is not supposed to hurt. And if it does, you know there's a problem. And and normally, it's not really anyone's fault, you know, unless, unless there's cheating or something going on, you know. Like, both people fucked up, and they messed up, and love faded, and that's okay. Even if it's one-sided, too. But the thing that made me so upset is that my ex made me feel like everything was my fault and that I needed to work on myself. And for the longest time, I thought that was literally the stupidest thing. Like, but I I needed to get him back. You know, I, I needed to. So I just faked everything and like, you know, send him all these pictures of all these great things I'm doing and like trying to like project myself on social media like I'm just living this happy fucking life when in reality I'm literally dying and I I don't know like now now where I'm at right now like I can see where he was coming from like I I have to learn how to love myself 
all on my own and and not live solely for him or another person. But what he didn't realize is that I wasn't the only one who needed to work on myself and, and grow as a person, you know? Like, he had a lot of growing up to do and figuring out what's a priority and what's not. And that's where I kind of draw the line. Like, don't put all the blame on me because that's literally fucking insane. Because, you know, I felt like I loved him fully and unconditionally and and supported him and literally did everything in my power to be good to him. And, And it sucked to feel like I was the problem. But in reality, I really wasn't. Like, sure, you know, I, I had a lot of personal issues from my past I was dealing with and a lot of mental health issues, but I wasn't the problem. You know, we were the problem. Something something went wrong within both of us, and, and that's what caused the relationship to fizzle out. Like, I think people fall in love with the wrong people sometimes. You know, there's literally a song about that that just popped into my head. Wow, so fitting. Anyways, but sometimes I wonder if he had, like, outside influences and and people telling him to leave me or something and that he deserved better. But honestly, I I don't really care anymore and I don't need that answer because we all make our own decisions, you know, and ultimately there's nothing you can do, you know. Like, you, you can't make someone love you when they don't. In relationships, and for so many reasons, you know, it could be cheating or having uh, very different needs or, I don't know, just a natural loss of love, you know, like whatever it is, you can't control the choices of others. And yeah, it sucks, but it's life and you can't protect yourself from loss all the time because it's gonna happen. You're going to go through heartbreak at least once in your life and probably multiple times. But I think each experience really allows you to grow and, and learn what's really important to you and, and the qualities you, you look for in a person. And it helps you build better relationships in the future where things are mutual and healthy and it's just an overall better environment for both people. You know, it's okay to find out, like, even very far into a relationship that you and the other person just aren't a great fit for each other. And it's so hard to come to that conclusion and, and like, and like make the decision to pull the plug on the relationship, especially when you've invested so much into it, you know, and, and spent years dedicating yourself to this person and, you know, no one, no one wants to feel like they have to start all over and they're afraid to mess up again. And if you're anything like me, I literally wanted nothing to do with other guys or, or having another relationship ever again. Like in my head, I was just like, no, I, I'm never going to have this type of connection with someone ever again. I, I 
don't want to put myself out there to, to get hurt again. I'm never letting someone in like that ever again. And that lasted about three months for me. And then I went through this like secondary phase where I was trying everything in my power to replace him. Like literally hitting up every guy I could find on the internet, trying to get into a new relationship right away to, to help me move on and just distract myself. Like, yeah, you know, I, I can just go hoe around for a minute and not give a fuck, you know, like that's an option for me, but that's something they call a rebound relationship, y'all. It's not going to last. It's not healthy. It's stupid. And it happens so much, all the time. And, and yeah, but then I would meet up with these guys and, and realize like, shit, you know, I'm really not ready to be doing this right now. Like, it made me so uncomfortable. And I thought everyone but my ex was ugly. And I just didn't enjoy any of it. I, I felt nothing, you know, like I was literally disgusted by everyone. And I even kissed a few of these guys and they offered sex. And I was like, hell, hell no, hell no. Like this is not for me. And even though I get all of these like offers to just go fuck around with all these guys I I'm just not ready to do that you know like man I I could get dick whenever I wanted it if that was something I really cared about but I'm literally the furthest from being that type of person you know I I just wanted my ex back Like, it fucking sucked. Like, the worst emotional and and mental pain you can go through. Like, you can't just get with a new person and think, you know, all the pain is just going to go away if you ignore it and, and preoccupy yourself with someone else because the more you push it away and, and don't take the time to, like, go through that pain, you won't ever be able to move on. And, and those unresolved issues you have inside yourself are going to come up eventually. And it's going to be a cycle where the same problems keep happening. And yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's just awful, honestly, but yeah, Um, let's see. Someone actually asked me this question and they wanted to know if it's possible to be friends with your ex. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, I have so much to say about this because I literally tried this. Like in my head, I was like, if I, if I can't have you as a lover and I'm still madly in love with you, I can at least be your friend and and continue to have you be part of my life so I don't lose you and I I would literally try to to hang on to 
anything I could get my hands on. As if at some point I could turn everything around and, and, and have it all go back to normal and we'd, we'd get back together or whatever the fuck I was thinking. Literally so dumb. Like his ass was on Tinder the day after we broke up and I thought he gave a fuck. So let me just say this. No, no, you, you cannot be friends with your ex. I'm sorry. No, especially if you were extremely serious, like just no. And, and maybe that's just me. Like I've been in like three relationships and I was never able to maintain friendships with any of them. And I thought because, like, my first two relationships were, like, extremely abusive and shitty and I didn't give a shit about those people and I didn't even love them, that this time it would be different. Because, like, you know, I literally couldn't imagine losing this person that was so incredibly intertwined in my life in every aspect. Like, in my head I was just like, there, there's no fucking way. Like, there's got to be something still there that I can, I can piece back together. And, oh, how wrong I was. Ah, little Allie. And I think a lot of the time people think they love someone and they really don't. Like, you get caught up in, in the butterflies of a new relationship and... I don't know, you, you magically think you're just going to be perfect and, and everything is going to be great and you're going to get married and, and ride off into the sunset on some fucking horse, whatever the fuck. But I knew for a fact that I was completely and madly in love with this boy and the thought of ever losing him was like an arrow straight to my chest. But the best advice I can give about this is if you go through a really bad breakup and it completely just uh, completely destroys you um anything that's related to that person is going to continually cause you stress and and depress you even more. Like, whether that be pictures, you know, um, can, continuing to keep them or their family in your life in some capacity, their, their belongings, letters, anything. You know, going back to the places you two went together, like literally any little thing is going to further your pain and really prevent you from moving on because there's always going to be something reminding you of that person and and you can't really take the time away you truly need to heal like I'd stalk him on social media I I kept all the pictures of us public I didn't change anything about my profiles thinking he would just come back but no it literally wasn't up until like a week ago that I made the decision to delete all the pictures and and block him and all of his family members and really just 
rid my life of any trace of him. And at first, I thought it was extremely petty for someone to just erase someone from, like, to just erase someone from your life. Like, especially someone so important to you. And and get rid of the, their family who who have never done you wrong, you know, and, and loved you greatly and supported you. But it's honestly so freeing once you get the courage to actually do it. Like, he did this right away after the breakup, you know. It wasn't even five minutes before I drove away that everything was gone. Like, I don't even know how he did it so fast. Like, everything was just gone. You know, um, I, I don't even know, you know. But I literally try everything in my power to, to avoid anything, like, related to him. Whether that be, like, restaurants we went to all the time or... Or places we went together, music we listened to, literally everything. I I refuse to be a part of anything that brings up those memories for me. And I think it's so toxic and, and a constant reminder of what you lost if you keep all that shit at your fingertips. Because don't lie to yourself. Like, you're constantly going to be looking at it and, and trying to figure out what they're doing, you know, who they're with where they are and trying to weasel your way back and you're going to get obsessed with it and I didn't realize how obsessed I was until I was like stalking him every hour and and going through all of our shit compulsively so no um you can't be friends with your ex um, you really can't. <laughs> um, you know, that tension is always going to be there. And I think the only way in hell you could ever be friends with an ex is if the breakup was like extremely mutual and casual and like the relationship wasn't serious, you know? That or it's been several years and and you're both in like a completely like completely different places in your life and there's absolutely no remaining feelings or grudges or anything like that and you just naturally gravitate back to them somehow in some shape or form and if if these situations aren't the case for you it's going to be extremely difficult to ever maintain any sort of like platonic or or healthy friendship with your ex it just doesn't work and even though I feel like being friends with someone you truly love and and care about can be really valuable I I don't think that's the case once you've actually been in a committed relationship and gone through a serious breakup. Like, if you've just met this person and you really like them, then yeah, like, definitely be friends with them first. You know, get get to know them really well 
and establish some sort of bond with that person before, you know, you just like jump right into the relationship. And I think that's where I personally went wrong. You know, I, I just jumped into it and we moved really fast, but I think one of the most valuable things is truly learning about a person before you go any further than friends. You know, it's it's so much easier to be friends with someone than it is to date them. Because, you know, there there aren't any expectations or, or responsibilities. And, well, a little bit, but like, it's nothing like actually dating someone seriously, you know? But yeah, if if you've actually been in a relationship, especially an intimate one, it's really hard to move past that and and just be friends as they like to say. You know, you can't you can't just start over from scratch and and pretend like nothing ever happened, you know? It's impossible. Like those memories and experiences are always going to be there and there's nothing you can do about it. And yeah, that's that's what I have to say for that one. But another person asked me how long it truly takes to get over an ex. And this is so hard for me to answer because it's different for each and every person that goes through it. So if you don't fit this statistic I'm about to give, don't feel like you're trapped or or not making progress because that's so far from the truth because it everyone's different you know like it's there there can't be like some boundary or like this conforming thing that everybody just applies to because that just doesn't make any sense but what my therapist told me is that it normally takes you half as long as you dated the person to get over them Like, say, if you dated someone for two years, it would take you a year to get to a place where you felt better and and less affected by it. And that's so crazy to me. Like, bitch, you're telling me I have to sit here for the next century feeling like absolute shit before I feel better? Like, hell no. That's not something I want to do. I... I'd rather just die, you know, than feel this pain every day of my fucking life for God knows how long. It's just not happening. I'm sorry. But coming from someone who went to the brink of suicide for this boy, time heals. I know when something is very fresh and intense, um, it's, you, you feel like, your life is over and it's very hard to feel like anything is ever going to get better. You know, I, I felt that for so long that I was just ready to give up. But then my depression started to turn into anger after some time. And, and eventually I just started caring less and less about this person. Like literally go rotten hell. I'm gonna do me and fuck you you know it just takes time and 
a lot of work and talking to as many people as you possibly can and and getting advice and and guidance and spending time with the people who truly do love you and just surrounding yourself with positivity, you know? Like for me, after my breakup, I literally tore apart my entire room and completely reconstructed it. Reconstructed it. Sorry. Like I I painted and and got rid of everything and got new stuff and just completely changed my environment and that really helped me not associate like my own personal space with my ex as much, you know? Like we had made so many memories in that room and just like seeing everything, it was just like I couldn't do it, you know? And I started focusing more on doing the things that that made me happy. Like my music and I made that my priority instead of trying to get some guy back who who wanted nothing to do with me. Like, you know, he threw me out. So now I'm going to throw him out too, you know. I don't do mind games. Fuck that. You know, you you can go live your happy ass life and I hope karma eats at your soul. And I swear to God, if you do that to any other girl, I'm going to ruin your life. Like, you can hurt me, but if you hurt anyone I care about or a girl that doesn't know any better, you better bet I'm saving her from your bullshit. Like, fuck that. He he doesn't deserve to be part of my life in any capacity, you know? Oh, and hey, asshole, if you're listening to this, I I hope you're changing and you truly realize how much you genuinely hurt me and my family and how fucked up you are. And do better. Like, don't do it again to anyone. Like, don't make promises you can't keep. And for the love of God, do not get in another relationship for a really long time until until you've grown up and and can be mature enough to handle a genuine adult relationship but yeah anyways it it takes quite a bit of time to fully move on from an ex especially the aftermath they left behind you know, you might be able to move on from the person specifically, but there's damage done and it just takes time. You know, it'll be hard, but it really does get better. And I'm being so genuine when I say that, like the intensity of the emotions you feel begin to fade and light will like start to come back slowly. You know, some some days are going to be harder than others and and sometimes that pain comes up randomly when you really don't want it to but it will get better. And I know it's so easy to say fuck that because everyone always says it gets better. You know, but it really does. I promise. And I've been through it and I wouldn't lie, you know. Do I feel 
100% better? Definitely not. Do I still think about him and, and cry from time to time? Yes. All the time. But am I doing better than I was five months ago? Most definitely. You know, my my therapist always tells me, and this is something I've, I've kind of taken to heart, is that as long as you feel even the tiniest little bit or remotely better than you did a month ago, that's still progress. And, and you should focus on that and, and have hope and be proud of yourself because if you're constantly in a race with yourself feeling like you're not getting better fast enough or I don't know, like you're just never going to find that peace you desperately need, you know. But no, you know, I I can't tell you how long it'll take. And all I can say is that it doesn't last forever. No, you know, it's never going to go away. You know, those memories are always going to be there. But eventually, you won't really care about it anymore. And it won't hurt as bad. And and you'll find someone that's so much better for you. And you'll be happy. And you'll look back and you'll realize, like, wow, I had no idea what my future held for me and what was coming next. And that's, that's just kind of something you have to like understand. Like you don't know what tomorrow holds and you don't know the kind of people that are going to come into your life, you know? But yeah, I, I don't want this episode to get too long because I could literally talk about this for hours. So I'll leave you guys with that for this week. And hey, if if you ever need someone to talk to, please reach out to me. I I've been through it and I understand what you're going through. And I'm here to help, you know. But yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to dip. I love and appreciate all of you and I hope you're doing well and I think about you guys all the time. But yeah, as we always say here, stay happy, stay healthy, and do what you love. I'll be back next week. Love y'all. Bye.